Hey y'all, welcome to season two of the Florida Man Show, exclusively on Podfix Presents. Y'all done heard about me making love to a railing outside of McDonald's, getting the gator drunk, treasure hunting, and winning the gosh darn lottery. But that ain't nothing on what I've been up to while everyone else was locked in their homes. Don't miss an episode of this season of the Florida Man Show, and go give some of the other amazing shows on the Podfix Network some of your love. And don't forget, y'all stay awesome. Hello, greetings, and good day. This is Keith Gallo of the Pop-Up Filmcast, and you're listening to The Cretans Guild on the Podfix Network. Begin Podfix Network transmission in 3, 2, 1. WWF Light Heavyweight Champion Gilbert, brother, and you're listening to the Greetings Guild Podcast. Uh, all right, Bob, how you been? Sober. So, no, I haven't. Sorry. Actually, no, that's a lie. <laughs> that's a real pisser, Bob. So this will this will probably be the the last show for a while where uh, Corey's recording here. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know from the. The uh, palatial estate of my 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 underground lair. I tried to come up with a name for this place uh, while I was I couldn't really come. I, oh, oh well, God, speak of the devil. Um, how about how about Whistle Pig Manor? That's pretty good. That's pretty I do good. like Whistle Pig Manor. Yeah, yeah, that's stellar. So we, we have <laughs> right, a we have explain a, that one. All right, we have a groundhog that lives in our backyard, and groundhogs up here are colloquially known as whistle pigs. Mm-hmm. Um, and dude goes <laughs> ham. By by guarding the the compost bin we have outside, like just stands up and like mean mugs everybody that's around. Well, he did the one day. Well, that's the yeah, it's it, the narrative. Oh, okay, right. <laughs> yeah, okay. He he makes frequent appearances on a slow day. How about that? Yeah, yeah. When it's quiet. Mm-hmm. But um, and the mood is right. But the compost uh, the compost heap out there uh, apparently has like has like become some sort of a draw for him. I don't really know why. But the other day uh, I came out. And uh, it was raining. These guys were on their trip. And uh, I look outside, and he's just, like, kind of tooling around and whistle-picking it up. And I'm like, oh, there he is. He's just fat. And usually when you spot him, he'll kind of, like, get the vibe and then, like, look at you dead in the eye and be like, this is where I disappear. And then he goes back behind the tree line. That day, I shit you not, he was standing up next to the compost, next to the compost can, and he was like, he was like this, just diesel. Yeah, he's all he's, flexing and shit. He was, yeah, standing on his hind legs, exposing his, his nuts to you. Yeah, just like showing you everything, and I'm like, that's unusual for him. So I'm like, all right, well, I got the, I got my little jolt of cuteness for today. I'm gonna go downstairs again. And then he came up like ten minutes later to drop the plate or a cup off at the sink, and I looked at it, and he's still there. And I'm like, this, this, this was a good amount of minutes later. Usually, this guy is timid. And he hauls ass as soon as he senses human interference. And he's like, not, not that day. Because that pile of turds and sawdust needs protecting. And he's <laughs> he's just a grizzled cop to do it. Um, <laughs> Whistle pig cop doesn't take any shit. No, he doesn't. He'll guard it, though. He will. He will guard yeah, the shit out He'll just shit. make sure nobody takes his shit. That's right. Um, uh, so. Welcome to episode 98 of the Cretan Skill Podcast, by the way. I'm Jay. Oh, yeah. Corey with Bob. Uh, and, yeah, so we're talking about uh, pigs and poop. Yep. From uh, from your house, from my house, Whistle Pig Manor, Whistle Pig Manor, which where we're at, which is not, uh, 
which is which is not by uh, all appearances the actual Fortress of Solitude. I I'm know digging just, the lighting behind us right now. Like the the yeah, yeah. The, the, the shelves are getting some interesting light cast up there. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's very strong. It's almost like um, it's almost yeah, like we're about to be abducted. It's like by it's UFO. like the cover of of Metropolis, like the the poster for Metropolis. Oh, nice! Was like the the robot lady. Yeah, yeah. that's pretty cool. Yeah. I like that. Nice. Well, art accidental art deco up there. <laughs> um, <laughs> so was, okay, so this made me think about some uh, just a second ago because I can't really keep musings like this pure ever. Um, does the Fortress of Solitude have a bathroom? Well, that would be the Fortress of Solitude's Fortress of Solitude. Yeah, yeah, but it it can't be aesthetically pleasing. Guarantee you, it doesn't have a door though. Well, it couldn't have a door because everything's crystal, everything's transparent, mm-hmm. including the toilet. I don't oh, know. Well, you get to admire your handiwork on the flush. You get to admire it all the way down to the septic tank. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <There's> <laughs> Wait, wouldn't the water the in the commode freeze? <laughs> I don't know. Just <laughs> follow the brown streak all the way down. <laughs> oh, that'd be Streaky the Super Cat. <laughs> Suddenly he has a, a deeper meaning to his name. That's unfortunate. <laughs> so if you enter the Fortress of Solitude... And you see that like everything's I don't know, it's it's all dusted with frost, I guess. But beyond a certain like zenith below your feet, you're gonna see like a distant brown like chunk or something. And you're gonna ask. And you're like, okay, everything in here is like pristine and white and pretty pretty sterile. There's some blue. And blue. There's some highlights. I got it. That's an earth tone right down there, dude. I bet that's what Calyx is for. You know, his little robot sidekick. That just floats around. He's just down there to like snake the drain and make sure no one sees anything. Uh, what a terrible job. He's a robot. He doesn't care. I know he's a robot. Yeah, but he survived an exploding fucking planet to make that the rest of his existence. <laughs> to become a robot. So we've so we become a robo janitor. So he can clean out the super turds. Yeah. <laughs> super <laughs> genius AI. Go clean the shitter. <laughs> You know, you know, how, like you know, how, like a lot of modern uh, modern comic book writers are super huge into like playing with the mythology a whole bunch mm-hmm. and being like, "Hey, if you cut Superman's hair, it breaks scissors." Woo! Um, nobody's ever nobody's explored this. We don't even know if Kryptonians actually defecate like humans. They just happen to have a remarkable physiology towards ours, if somewhat like mutated by the sun's radiation, right? But we they don't know eat, if they eat the same so way, huh? They eat, so I don't see why not. What do we? Okay, we see Superman. We see Superman eating in social situations. I know that they've gone over this with the Flash because they have to explain his his um, accelerated metabolism. And that's one of the first things that, you know, like the first episode of the Flash, you see him eating like a whole bunch of chicken and Funyuns and shit. Yeah, well, the Flash is human. He just has supernatural abilities. Right. It's just, yeah, one, it's yeah. just one of those details that, you know, a lot of writers like to, you know, bandy about and shit. But nobody's ever really asked that question about Superman and his dietary habits because I don't think they want to arrive at the eventual answer that Superman has to poop. And you're oh, not supposed to. Man, he grew up in Kansas. He ate a lot of corn. Yeah. You know? <laughs> oh, God. I hope Kryptonian digestive tracts are different than human in that regard. Because <laughs> the poor Kent's having to replace that outhouse every other day. I mean, what if it's purple? <laughs> I mean. Purple and yellow, since he eats, eats a lot of corn. What if? What if it's clear? the corn still doesn't digest? Oh. What? What if that's how they don't see it in the Fortress of Solitude? His poop is his poop is clear. Oh no! <laughs> it just comes out as a crystal. Yeah, crystal poop. <laughs> I, I would imagine. I would imagine Superman has a urinal in his bathroom. 
Uh, I think Superman has a trough. Oh, oh like, yes. Because yeah. there's some splashback, let's face it. That's that's true. And you have to have space for the cake. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Because you can't just hike it up all the time. That's true. Like, that's that's just awkward. No so, one needs well, that. Well, he's got to go poop, though. I mean, if it, do you think there well, would be... Well, I'm, I'm sure it unbuckles. Uh -huh. And he can just kind of... He's got magnets on the wall. He can just hang it up on the wall. Okay. Maybe he wipes with it. See, I'm wondering if his, like, because you can't... <laughs> They always say, don't pull on Superman's cape. Yeah, exactly. Jim Croce knew, man. He's like, he's like, he's like oh, I understand if Superman wipe his butt with that. I don't know if Jim Croce's from Louisiana, but uh, he's today. So, oh my God. Well, now I'm going to pull on Superman's cape. Oh, that was a mistake. <laughs> oh, I need to go watch. That's Wait, why they tell me. My you. hands are clear now. Yeah, but smell them. Oh. It smells like a dying planet. <laughs> okay. Hey, That's why they say you don't tug on Superman's cape. Not because he's going to get pissed off and like Rocky a little bit. It's because he wipes his damn ass with it and doesn't clean it. So what if, all right. So what if Superman, uh-huh, taking a dump. Oh man, this funk train is going to keep rolling. <laughs> okay. Yep. It is, is like, what's his name from the Orville? He only poops once a year. Oh, what's his name? Um, um, Their Klingon stand-in, whose name yeah, I can't remember. It, Orville needs to come back. Uh, I've forgotten. B.A. Baracus. No, that's... That's from the A-Team. It's that's yeah. Mr. T. It's it's something with a B, though, right? Yes. Damn, this really sucks. I saw it like not more than a couple of months ago. The second and season. Regardless. All right. What if Superman only poops once a year? Mm -hmm. And when he poops, it's just like a crystallized diamond. So his shit doesn't stink. I didn't say that. Okay. It's just from concentrate. As a smell, he has done. It's funny that. It's, as, what? As, what? As, mm -hmm. Okay, I'm gonna take this one step further on this filth train. Okay. Okay. What if he poops once a year? Mm -hmm. It is a crystallized diamond when mm -hmm. it comes out. Mm -hmm. Stinks to high heaven. Uh huh. But it's a it's a renewable energy source. Ooh. He burns it like peat moss in a in a in a bog. Very much so. No, I think that I think Star Lab's got a closet full of them. Probably. Yeah, because he's. <laughs> I mean, he's oh, been around for long enough. Yeah. They probably have like a closet. It's like, all right, just you're going to go in here and it's like the most beautiful thing you've ever seen. But hold your breath. Just, just, yeah. keep, keep the mask up. It's funny. It's like he just lays the stinkiest diamond the world has ever known. <laughs> As I said that, I looked at that comic book, that box over there and saw that. And I was like, OK, well, that would give a run for its money. Yeah. Especially if you're uh, into yeah, uh, writing comics. The combos. diamond that's this big. Yeah. Yeah. Like, people have. Just, just, okay. <laughs> All right, everyone, clear a path. And it, like, <laughs> it's, just, it's just like skipping a stone. <laughs> Some men in black jokes in here. This was the uh, cause of the 1948 brownout. Oh, <laughs> oh why'd you say brownout? Because uh, it's poo. <laughs> and not that many, not, not that much poo is black. Unless you've got, you know, unless you've got some serious problems, yeah, or ate a shit ton of Skittles. Oh, that's I just know this more from experience, Bob. More than a shit ton of Skittles. I'll claim the fifth on that. Yeah, no, All there right. was um, no, it, even if like uh, because you, you're talking about food coloring, right? Yeah, yeah, Oop. yeah. Okay. All right. So <clears throat> the joke is that if you have something that's like either purple or black in food in color, then that's what's going to make your shit black, and that is that is patently untrue. It turns it green. Turns it. Yeah, green. I was gonna say like like hunter green. I was gonna say bright green, not hunter green. It turns it into like this fluorescent. 
I don't. Oh, I haven't had that. Yeah. But see, I've only had the green poops when I eat blueberry at Halloween time. <laughs> yeah. So I eat the blueberry, <laughs> and I get I get the green poops. You know, it's. <laughs> I tried this all fruit diet for a full week. That turned it like unnaturally green. It's like, oh, man, wow, you must have been cry. humming when you farted. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was lifting like off. Fucking riders of Rohan coming over the hill. Um. Uh, anyway, <laughs> let's let's uh, let's bring it back to like to like. Uh, no, it's it's all poop. It's all poop talk. <laughs> Fuck it. There's no rescuing. Um. No, uh, I had the uh, Slurpee from the Adams Family movie a couple of years ago. Okay. They had that like black. The black Slurpee, you know, whenever I got to go to the movies, I got to go yeah, Slurpee-wise. Yeah, no, yeah. That and the pretzel, the mm-hmm. routine. And uh, I came home. And what 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 seems to happen a lot um, when I go to the movies and have a Slurpee is that I'll come home, my tummy will be upset. And Because we're old and we shouldn't be eating Slurpees and fucking pretzels at the movies. That's exactly it. But I don't do that all the time. So I'm going to have my treats when I can get them. Oh, I'm not saying don't do it. Um, I'm just saying that you know, there's a right. price you should expect to pay. And you only live once. And I'm going to keep doing that and live it short. Uh, <laughs> so I came home and, um, and, um, and desecrated the toilet. And well, like, I thought I would see, you know, just nothing black. And I thought it was going to be, you know, kind of disconcerting. But it was just like... It was just like that fluorescent green that I was telling you about. Mm-hmm. And it was somehow less disconcerting. I don't know why, because when you think black poop, you think health issues. Yeah, you think I'm bleeding internally and I'm dying. Exactly, yeah. yeah. But this was just like, well, I had a nasty-ass Slurpee, and that's what it ends up looking like digested. Mm-hmm. Fucking ooze from, you know, mutant turtles. <laughs> it's from TCRI. <laughs> it's from TCRI, yeah. And this is the shit that made Daredevil go blind. <laughs> Uh, so, that's uh, that's my amazing poop story. How you doing, Bob? We've gone from picking our butts to actually flushing our butts out. Yeah, <laughs> it's all progress. It's all mm-hmm. progress. Nowhere to go but up. <laughs> actually, let's talk about a recent trip you took, Jay. Oh, all right. Yeah. 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 yeah sure. <laughs> no, 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 no. No. Okay. No. It's, should we get this out of the way or the trip first? No. Well, let's get it out of the way. Okay. All right. All right. So. So we, we we do a little skitting from time to time. People that have been listening to the show for long enough know this. Yeah. They know that they've got to have something better in their lives in order to t- in order to fill this rueful void. But uh, yeah, we come up with voices. Um, we do it like we do it ad nauseum every Christmas. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so <clears throat> he's he's created the worst one yet. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know, Dustin. I, I, I Dustin's, know. Dustin's Dustin's kind of a treasure, though. Dustin's, Dustin's Dustin's got that homespun charm. Yeah, D- D- Dustin. So for those that don't know, <laughs> uh, Dustin is a former chef from uh, New Orleans, Louisiana. <laughs> uh, he made gumbo. <laughs> yeah, he made the gumbo by pooping in a pot. This is just the <laughs> boy. I mean, he figured why not eliminate the middleman because that's what's going to happen when you eat the gumbo anyway. <laughs> So he just poop in a pot and he, yo, he make it money. But he never eats it. But he don't eat it. No, he does not eat his own. No, 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 no. He no, only no, serves no. it to everybody else. No, that's else. like that's like voting for yourself in an election. You just, <laughs> that's just bad form. You don't eat your own poop. It's just braggadocious. <laughs> yeah, it's just something like, I know it's good. <laughs> but but the the worst one currently is um, uh, Jay, Jay Leno. Ah. Uh. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. I think you can get killed, David Letterman again. He's a piece of shit. I hate him. Yeah, hi, I legit, I legitimately hate this boy. <laughs> uh, that's too bad because I'm, I'm not going anyway. I know. You I think know. about me and yours. Yeah, you know, Bill Hicks wanted to buy you an Uzi for your birthday, but you were wise. You didn't. You didn't accept the gift. So this is the the way the way Jay Leno kind of spiraled out of control from my subconscious was. We're talking about Bill Hicks. Was, yeah, and and it was the epic, the epic Bill Hicks Jay Leno rant that he went on in a rant in E minor, which is oh my god, beautiful. <laughs> um, and then we were we just started talking about like all of like the, the shitty, the, just how fucking <clears throat> awful of a human being Jay Leno is. Well, he just gets up like, the, like real life Jay Leno just got at the business in really incorrect yeah. ways. Yeah. yeah, like it's it's just. He's just shitty. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it's really what it comes down to. Like, it's like, I want to be insulting, but he's just a piece of shit. Yeah. You know, and that's... And the, and the worst thing about it is that he's supposed to be, like, the super-duper nice guy within yeah. the industry. But he's just a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> he's like McMurray. Uh-huh. You know, like, it's just... He might be the nicest guy in the world, but I don't want to be in a room with him. Yeah. Because Jay Leno's is a piece of shit. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> So anyway, yeah, uh, I just got back last week from a two-week cross-country trip on a train. Out of cocaine? Out of cocaine. Uh, and, and, and this is actually funny, because I was, I was upstairs, I was getting ready for the show uh, mm-hmm. before I came down, I was looking for the splitter, uh, and I went into my backpack and I found... Um, An eight ball, damn, that's not yours. No, that was mine. Oh, okay. uh, I, I actually found something that I had forgotten about on the trip. Then I misplaced mine. Uh, do you do you remember the night before we left? We went over to Sherry and Bob's house, uh, uh, my wife's parents, mm-hmm. uh, and I had a bug fly into my eye. Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, I had a bug fly right into my eye, uh, and my eye was bruised for like three days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I couldn't see. I couldn't put my contacts in. It was horrible. Yeah, but what? it wasn't like it wasn't like. It wasn't like it didn't sting or anything. It was just no. It just, it just it flew into my eye and then stayed under my eyelid. I couldn't get it out. So it just like went full full bore bot fly and yeah. wanted to find a home inside of your head. Yeah. So I found <laughs> I, I ended up getting uh, like numbing eye drops because my eye hurt so bad. Uh-huh. And I found them wow. when it's going through my uh, my backpack. Uh, and the reason I, I'm reminded of this is because I, fa- I found those eye drops. And what ended up happening. Because you remember we got the we got the big piece of the bug out. Yes. And I was like, all right, this feels a little bit better. Still hurts, but it's probably just a bruise. It wasn't. Uh huh. More bug. It was more bug. Oh god. Yeah, it came out two days later. Ah. Yeah, it was gross. But then I felt fine. How how big was it? Not big. Not big. It, it was, was just, like it was like a, like a leg. It was. Oh, that's. Yeah. Oh, that's fucking foul. Yeah. Okay. Right, anybody right. else's eye irritates right, right. just hearing that. Yeah, it wasn't pleasant. I can tell you that much, Ugh. but uh, I can tell you right now, numbing eye drops, A-OK, kids. A-OK. Um, so anyway, Can you we... put them on your tongue? I haven't tried. Probably. It probably tastes like shit, though. You still got them? Yeah, they're upstairs. Ooh. It's time to take a trip after the show, probably. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I uh, tasted that. <laughs> well, how could you not? We just had Papa John's. <laughs> um, so my, my wife and I just celebrated our 20th anniversary. Uh, it's not our 20th anniversary yet, but this is when we were able to celebrate it. Uh, and we took a two-week cross-country train trip uh, starting in here in Kalamazoo. Uh, we took the train to Chicago uh, and then had a very short, like, two-hour layover in Chicago before we got on the train again uh, and rode cross-country to San Francisco, uh, which was unbelievable. Um, the, the trip through the Rockies was possibly the most incredible thing I've ever seen in my life. 
like just I, I spent and, and this is this is me who Mr. you know adult ADHD who can't not look at a screen for more than <laughs> three minutes. Uh, I spent the entire day just looking out the window because it was just it was jaw dropping how how gorgeous Colorado was. Like just and it was it changed every five minutes. It was a different type of scenery. Mm-hmm. Like that was the most incredible thing because like when you you finally think you're like oh okay it's just going to be big rocky gray mountains and all of a sudden no there's 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 grassy mountains no, no, no. and lots of snow and then it's like okay that's what we're going to get and then no 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 now you got forests and rivers and then okay that's what it's going to be no 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 now you've got the redstone and I was going to say then you get to the part that looks like yeah big thunder mountain and it's you're like, like Jesus Christ it was the gift that kept on giving and mm-hmm. it was it was legitimately the the biggest I've ever felt as a person was being in these mountains. Like I felt, I felt important, I guess, for lack of a better term. Like I felt more in touch with who I was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, because looking at those and, friggin' and things. Then, and then we got mooned. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, so for those that don't know, uh, so for, I'm sure people are, are, are questioning here. Why the hell did you take a train trip, Jay? Uh, I don't fucking fly. I I'm terrified of flying. I have panic attacks for weeks leading up to flights. I I don't do it if I can avoid it. Um, so we took a train trip. It's something we've talked about for 20 years, and we decided to do it, and it was amazing. And one of the traditions on uh, the the route from Chicago to San Francisco, which is called the California Zephyr, uh, for Amtrak, is that rafters on the Colorado River will gleefully drop trowel. <laughs> and moon the passers-by on the train. Um, we were told by someone who has ridden it before that it's especially fun when the Amish are on board <laughs> because they run back and forth across the train to see the people mooning them. Uh, because to them, it's apparently a spectator sport. Um, all variety of asses, good asses, bad asses, flat asses, fat asses, uh, hairy asses, smooth asses. It was... Uh, just a smorgasbord of booty meat. Smooth um, bunch of asses. Uh, and then, uh, and then we crossed into uh, Utah uh, at around nine o'clock at night, and it was really fucking dark. And I didn't see anything until the morning uh, when we were in Nevada. And I hate Nevada. I fucking hate Nevada. Uh, Nevada can just be erased. I don't give a shit. Um, That's a bummer. I, I Northern Nevada <clears throat> is one of the most disgusting places I've ever seen. Okay, I didn't see Northern Nevada. It was uh, just garbage mm-hmm. everywhere. Mm-hmm. Wrecked fucking cars just left in the middle of the desert. Uh, uh, see, I'd just, probably still dig that. No, you wouldn't. Because like, it's yeah. not like 1950s cars where it's like, oh, that's kind of cool. It's like an 87 Celica that looks like shit and is all rusted out. It was, this it is was the car not, you're talking to. Uh, there, yeah. was, there, was no, there was no redeeming grime to this. It was just... This is disgusting. Hmm. Okay. Because, um, like, I mean, you saw the pictures I took in Seattle. Yes. Like, that's redeeming grime. There's an art to it. You know, mm-hmm. it's there's that's... there's beauty in the in in the destruction. Right. This had none of that. Right. There, it, there's also degradation and density. One, one of the things that I liked a lot about uh, going through the desert was that it was extreme. Well, I wasn't. I guess I didn't like this, but I I, I thought I thought it was fascinating. There's like an ex, there's like an extreme. Um, there's an intimidation to it because you're you're given like a whole lot of expanse and you're and you're giving you're given also like a like an almost unfiltered view of 
a horizon sitting at the end of a traversal point, which you can get a little bit of when you look out at the ocean, but you have so much blue that that anything that's beyond that that zenith is obscured to you. But you know that there's something at the end of the road that you just can't see. Okay, so you don't get that in northern Nevada. Okay. Because there's right. fucking <clears throat> gross-ass hills everywhere. Yeah. And they're like fucking mud hills. It's disgusting. It's, it's, it's literally... Like, I, I went through that part of the desert, and mm -hmm. I was like, I never need to come to the desert again. This is disgusting. Like, uh, I already don't like the sand. This is doing nothing for me. And then we got to Reno, mm -hmm. and Reno made me want to hide. <laughs> That's a scary fucking city. Like, even from the train. I'm not getting off the train. I'm just looking at everybody that's getting off the train. Yeah. And that are interacting with the people getting off the train. And I'm just like, mm -mm. Well, I hope you weren't looking at the people getting on the train. No one got on the train. Oh, oh okay. No one got on the train. So, it was... <laughs> so then you're okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then it was weird because we left Reno, and Reno's right pretty much on the border with California. It's in the, the upper northwest corner of Nevada. And it's like the second we crossed into the California, the California state line, it's like nature just went, oh, fuck, thank God. We're out of Nevada. We can actually have beauty again. And we started going through uh, the northern uh, the northern mountains in California, mm -hmm. which I can't remember the name of. Um, begins with a P, but whatever. Uh, and Was we it on fire? What's that? Was it on fire? Uh, not when we were there. <laughs> uh, we actually missed our train not being able to run by about a week and a half. Um, Jeez, even now? Yeah, because of the wildfires, yeah. Uh, um, or Penis Mountains. But we went, <laughs> we went through the Penis Mountains, uh, <laughs> and that's where like like Lake Tahoe uh -huh. uh, and the Donner Pass and all this other shit are. And we like rode right by them, and we're going. We were four hundred feet up uh -huh. from the ground. Like we were up on the side of the mountain, and you could see down. And there's little fucking matchbox cars driving on the driving on the, uh, oh, the highway. Oh my god, that's way down, and it's just like. I've never been happier in my life. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. I was just like, I didn't have to worry about anything. I didn't have to think about anything. It was just, I relaxed for mm -hmm. three days <laughs> Yeah. Um, on my way to San Francisco. And we, we went through, there's this really neat part as you come through, uh, as you come down out of the mountains into the San Francisco Bay Area, mm -hmm. uh, where you go past a part of uh, California called Grizzly Bay, or Grizzly Lake. I can't remember which. I think it's Bay. Mm -hmm. uh, or grizzly cave is grizzly something other. Yeah. And as you're coming in, you're, you're on this. It's it's a plain now. Like everything's plain. You're in the farmlands, right? Mm -hmm. So it's everywhere you look. It's fucking almond trees and uh, soybeans and all this other shit. Mm -hmm. And then you look off into the distance, and it looks like just sitting on the plains are battleships and giant fucking container ships. And it's mm -hmm. like something's amiss. <laughs> That's not what's supposed to be happening here. Uh huh. So for like a good 10 minutes, it looks like there's just these randomly deserted boats in the middle of the desert or in the middle of the fields. But there's water that's like this far, like a foot down below what the what the ground level is. Weird. And it's this massive excursion from the San Francisco Bay. Oh shit. And that's where a military base is and where they're building boats or building ships and all this other stuff. And it's wow. fascinating. Mm -hmm. It was gorgeous to see. Uh, and then we got into San Francisco, and San Francisco's a goddamn hoot. What mm -hmm. a fucking amazing town. Um, I mean, we didn't get into San Francisco itself, I should say that. We, we were in Emeryville, which is across the river, uh, right near Oakland. Mm -hmm. uh, but unbelievable town. Um, super cool people. We went to Trader Vic's, uh, the original Trader Vic's, which was amazing. Yeah. Uh, and we had unbelievable food, fantastic couple of drinks. Um, they gave us free shot glasses because it was an anniversary. That was the most impressive thing about them because yeah, you got the, them right there actually. Yeah, you can grab them. Oh, there's wow. um, 
because there's yeah. there's there's kind of uh there's kind of it's like a, little, a uh, little coconut glass says aloha on one side trader vix on the other and then uh, here's, here's the here's your guy miniature suffering bastard um <laughs> which is awesome but yeah so they gave us that because it was our anniversary and there's there's uh, a parenthetical to this in that they gave you free glassware yep for for uh, uh, for an uh, for an event right yeah and one of the things that's kind of like um a point of contention and being like a tiki person is that tiki shit's fucking expensive. Tiki, tiki shit's needlessly expensive yeah. uh, at the worst yeah. of times. Yeah, yeah. At the best of times, you're you're on Lost Lake and you drop like fifteen bucks on a uh, on a rocks glass. You know, yeah. and those are okay. But fucking fuck, uh, how many t- how many tiki joints have, have we been to? That aren't Trader Sam's, by the way. Yeah, the corporately owned one where you expect them to get away with shit like this, where a glass is like a hundred and ten fucking dollars. Yeah. And Trader Vix is like, what, the progenitor of the entire culture? And you're like, yeah, we're giving this shit away. Yeah. You know why? Because this is for everybody. <laughs> yeah, but it was awesome. So we we did our we did our reservations online, and I put in there, it's like, that's our 20th anniversary. It's just like a special, you know, special note. They're like, are you celebrating anything? I was like, yep, that's what's going on. So they gave us a corner booth to ourselves. Uh, they gave us those on the way out. Everybody there was incredible. The food was some of the best food I've, I've legitimately ever had. Um which I didn't expect because a lot of people have said it's not great, but I, I it was honestly just unbelievable. Um, and then the next day we headed out from San Francisco up to Seattle. Uh, and so we only spent one night in Emeryville, but it was amazing and it was awesome. And I can't wait to go back someday. Is this still by train? It's still by train. The whole, the whole trip was by train. Okay. Um, you did a little bit of scooting around up there. Yeah. I mean, we rented a car in Seattle, but we, we were like everything, the, the major excursions were by train. Hmm. Um, so we, we hopped on, uh, the next train is called the coast starlight and that one runs between San Diego and Seattle. So it runs the entire Pacific coastline up the Pacific coast highway. And we took it from San Francisco to Seattle. And that was just an overnight trip. It was about, uh, probably about 20 hours total, uh, in the train. Uh, so we slept overnight on that. Uh, and that's when we went through the Cascades and through Oregon and through Washington state and, the coolest thing about that one is, as you come out of, as you come into Washington and you you start cutting up the hill, or up the hill, up the state. When you first come in, you're going along the the border, um, the southern border, because you come in along, uh, up, uh, you come in at Vancouver, which is next to Portland, and you follow the river up to Longview and Kelso. And there's a couple other towns you go to up there, and then you start the turn north to uh, King County. And we start going north, and it's like. Things are getting really green. Like Oregon and Washington are ridiculously fucking green. Like it's mm-hmm. like every shade of green Crayola can imagine is the are these states. Yeah. And except we, fluorescent. Except no. <laughs> really? No, there was fluorescent too. There was. Like legitimately fluorescent. And hopefully it wasn't was Adam's family slurpy fluorescent. No, no, no. Okay, good. <laughs> Not, nothing like that. Um, so when when you you finally realize that it's like oh those are some big fucking mountains. Um, well, that's because it's Mount Rainier, Mount St. Helens, and, and the Olympic Peninsula. Yeah. And then you start turning around uh, to start heading kind of east-northeast, and you start following the train along Puget Sound. Mm-hmm. And you're just going all along the coast of Puget Sound, and you're going through all these little fishing villages and these fishing towns, and Tacoma, yeah. and, like, it was just unbelievable. And, like, I'm just, I'm, I'm watching this entire thing go by, and I'm just like, this is, like the one of the most magical things I've ever seen. Like I love this more than what I experienced in the Rockies mm-hmm. and the Rockies was life changing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we get to Seattle uh, and Seattle is 
Uh, Seattle is the best kind of city because it's decidedly got its own identity. You know, it's not masquerading as someone else. It's not pretending to be anything else. Um, it's very much its own thing. Uh, and everything you have ever heard about Seattle is probably accurate. There's coffee everywhere. Like, legitimately coffee everywhere. Within three blocks of where we were staying at our Airbnb were at least six or seven coffee joints. Mm -hmm. And all the ones we went to were spectacular. <laughs> um, were they like specialty joints or were they just like, here, have some coffee, fuck you, get there out. Were, there were specialty joints, there were stand... So one of the neat things about Washington as just kind of a culture is that there are just these little stand-up coffee shacks on corners throughout the state. Not just in Seattle, not just in the suburbs, just fucking wherever. Like, just, yeah, no, it's a coffee place. And it's like a little shack, mm -hmm. like a 10 by 10 shack that's got like five espresso machines and two ki two kids in it working and, and slinging coffee. <laughs> uh, and they're unbelievable. It's better than any coffee I've ever had in my life. <laughs> like, it's it's just un ungodly good. Um, but so so we got there and we, we get in and like my entire mission for this trip was I'm not saying no to food. Like, I'm not going to let myself not have something because I have a preconceived notion that I'm not going to like it. Seafood. See, primarily seafood, but other stuff mm -hmm. as well. It's like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to go through and just say, I don't like this. I'm not going to eat it. Yeah. No. Nope. Are you normally against seafood? What's, yeah. I don't like seafood. Typically. <clears throat> I do not like it because it's usually not fresh. And, and when I eat it, it tastes like a bathroom floor. I don't like the taste of not fresh seafood that you'll learn why I'm specifying not fresh shortly. Mm -hmm. Uh, <laughs> So we get in, we get to our Airbnb, and we have we have this unbelievable Airbnb in the University District of Seattle, which is uh, north of the pro the city proper, just north of the University of Washington, and it's across the river. So it's Seattle is bizarrely laid out. It's a massive city with a zillion different little neighborhoods. Um, so we're in the University District, and we get to our Airbnb, and we're starving. Right, and we we're looking up places to eat on the way in, and one of our one of our traditions is that we get pizza on our anniversary because that's what we could afford on our first night. Uh, so we get into our Airbnb. We ask our our hosts, you know, what's what's your favorite pizza place? What can we do to get pizza? And he said, California Pizza Kitchen. <laughs> and I I killed two people that night. Uh, but no, uh, there's warrants for my arrest in Washington. <laughs> there, there's a a chain that is only in Seattle. It's none of the suburbs, only in Seattle proper, called Pagliacci's. And they said, it's the best pizza we have. It's unbelievable. It's fantastic. All the ingredients are fresh. And we look it up, and the menu is just drop-dead gorgeous. Like, everything on it looks delicious. And this could just be because we've been eating crackers and cheese for three days, but whatever. Uh, we got our pizza, and it shows up, and it is legitimately the best New York-style pizza I've ever had in my life. Like, legitimately delicious. Like crispy flaky delicious crust the best cheese i've ever had fresh ham just like it's just delicious fucking food right mm -hmm. uh absolutely wonderful couldn't wait to go back again promptly forgot to so we're gonna have to do it when we go back <laughs> yes um but after that jesus what, what the fuck did we do uh next day we got our car and we drove around a bit but that wasn't really anything fun we went to pink gorilla which is a video game a video game store uh but the day after that we went to you gave me viruses I did. I got, you, I got you Dr. Mario viruses. Yeah. Uh, a little, little plush Dr. Mario viruses. Okay. Um, but the day after that, we went up to Everett, Washington, 
uh, for the start of the day. And Everett, Washington is the home of Funko. And we went oh. to Funko HQ. Uh, and it's an unbelievable store. They have some really cool exclusives there. The people there are great. The store is set up like a theme park. Like there's themed areas where you can go through and take your pictures with the fucking Godzilla and a Wampa and shit like that. <laughs> uh, and it's awesome. Uh, we had a lot of fun there. But then we ended up driving around Everett for a little while. And we found this little hole in the wall Japanese place to eat. Which was perfect mm-hmm. in every possible way. Just like all the food was delicious. And then we just kind of drove around Northern Washington for the rest of the day. Uh, we went to a little town called Granite Falls um, and we got coffee. <laughs> uh, we went to a town called Monroe and we walked around down by the river for a little while, met a couple from Georgia that were really cool. Um, <laughs> they were looking for a soul to steal. Uh, well, no, well, <laughs> no, not actually from Georgia anymore. They've, they've lived in, they've lived in uh, the Pacific Northwest for about 30 years, but he, he still very much got the Georgia accent and he's, Oh no, I could never go back to Georgia. I hate that place. Yeah, he's, he's, he's like that was just just slow and full. He's like, no, sir, I'm a Southern Democrat. I would never go back to Georgia. I like it here too much. <laughs> yeah, a lot a yeah. lot of people. It's a secret. A lot of people that live in Georgia don't fucking want me. Yeah, no, he's, he's yeah. like, oh, I hate it. Um, so we, we met them and it was great. And he's he's in he was in his seventies and she was in his sixties. They were just a lovely couple. Uh, and then we went home. And then Jesus, what did we do? Uh, next, oh, next day we did our tours, mm-hmm. uh, which was cool. So we we got up early, and we went to downtown Seattle, and we did a walking donut tour of downtown of downtown Seattle. It's called the Underground Donut Tour, mm-hmm. uh, and we went to five different donut places or four different donut places and had five different donuts, mm-hmm. uh, and that ended in Pike Place Market. So we started downtown, ended up walking down to Pike Place, which was amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then about two hours later, after we sat at the, the only time we went to Starbucks, <laughs> um, there's there sorry, there, there was something that was really fascinating about Pike Place that you were telling me about a few days ago about the um, the buskers, how the buskers, how yeah. the buskers, the busking system works. Yeah. yeah. So the buskers, uh, if you don't know, the buskers are the musicians in Pike Place Market, and there are uh, notes painted on the sidewalks, and they're called pitches, and there's mm-hmm. numbered notes throughout the entire of Pike Place Market in downtown Seattle where musicians are just allowed to play as long as they are not playing with an amplifier and they have been approved by the Pike Place Market uh, Mm -hmm. Commission, you can play and you can make money and no one has a problem with it. Mm -hmm. Thing is, you can only stay on pitch, you can only stay on those pitches for an hour. Mm -hmm. You're encouraged to move after an hour. Now there are certain performers that no one moves. Uh, There was a guy named Jeffrey Circus who travels with a fucking piano so when jeff sets up no one makes jeff move because <laughs> jeff brought his fucking piano downtown um, and then there's a couple that uh dress in just like ridiculous uh like romani uh outfits mm-hmm. but they wear gigantic rubber cat masks and they play uh I think we saw those two yes yeah. and they one of them plays the accordion and one of them plays a uh, a violin and not cat cut though not cat cut right no uh but she plays a violin but she can't have an amplifier on the violin so what they've done is they've outfitted the violin to have a brass horn coming off the end of it that operates as the amplifier for the violin yeah so it's a little bit louder than normal Mm -hmm. and it's just throughout this entirety of this marketplace there's constantly live music there's constantly just sound and it's incredible Um, so we sat down at Starbucks for like an hour and a half just listening to Jeffrey Circus play. <laughs> and it was great. 
uh, and we, we bought his CD and uh, Meredith got like Meredith tipped him and he sang a song to her while she was right there. And it was really awesome. Real life KK Slider? Totally. <laughs> like 100% real life KK Slider. Uh-huh. Uh, and then we did our, our tour of Pike Place Market. And the tour of Pike Place was a chef's tour of Pike Place Market where you meet with a local chef and she walks you through and she takes you to uh, nine different stalls in Pike Place Market, which is the, the oldest operating farmer's market, oldest continuously operating farmer's market in the country. Uh, it has not closed since 1904. It's been open wow. every day since 1904, except uh, Christmas and Thanksgiving. Those are the only days of the year it's closed. Hmm. Um, didn't even close during coronavirus. Huh. Yeah. They only let certain people in at a time. They let like 20 people go in in shifts to go buy the things they wanted and they left and they let the next 20 people in. So, right. Um, but anyway, so they're, they're doing their, we go on this tour and, uh, we meet chef Carolyn who is, uh, from new Orleans and I had to resist doing the Dustin voice nah, the entire time. Oh my God. <laughs> um, and we, he was back there ready to go. Oh, he <laughs> totally was back there. Absolutely. Oh, you're from the big easy. Oh, you're from new Orleans. Yeah. Oh, they... my cousin Dustin lived down there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so we, we go on this tour and we had, legitimately the best food i've ever had um <laughs> we started off getting uh coffee and chocolate from uh i can't even remember the name of the, the places now like it was just we, we got uh peppermint bark and dark chocolate coffee which mm -hmm. was unbelievable and then we oh, got no, that's why it's uh, just chocolate coffee I, I, I think that might be what it was called yeah actually. um and then we went to a, a, a creamery that made uh, cheese on site and we got cheese curds that were made that morning mm -hmm. uh, and 15 month aged sharp cheddar which were unbelievable uh, and then we got uh, salmon jerky which was maple maple glazed candied salmon jerky uh -huh. which is fucking incredible yeah phenomenal wow. like one of my most like I, I ate it I was like this is unbelievable I love this mm -hmm. and then we went to the first place that I went, I'm not going to eat this, but yes, I am. Mm -hmm. uh, we went to Pike Place Chowder. I don't like clam chowder. Clam this chowder makes me gag. This blows my fucking mind. Mini anecdote. I used to take my own food into the movie theater. And I forget what we went and saw. Was it Punisher? Something like that? Something. I don't remember. Yeah. So I grabbed some clam chowder from the Crispers. that was over in the Winter Park Village next to the theater over there. I snuck it in. And Jay had to leave because it was making him sick. Yep. So I'm like... You will not survive the fucking winter. But he survived long enough to have clam chowder in Seattle. I had fresh clam chowder in fucking Seattle. Fucking finally. Which was legitimately my favorite thing I ate on the entire trip. Wow. The, the best. That turns my ass upside down. That, just <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> didn't, didn't smell fishy. Mm -hmm. The clams were fresh, like still salty fresh. Like mm -hmm. like these were caught today or yesterday. Yeah. It didn't, didn't come out of the harbor. What's that? It didn't come out of the harbor. No, no. <laughs> this this was this was fucking fresh mm -hmm. and just unbelievable clam chowder. Uh, and then we went to a yogurt place, uh, which was awesome. And then we went to a place that grilled salmon that was caught that morning, which was incredible. And we went to a sausage place, which was all right. That one was the only one I was like, eh, that was all right. Uh, and then we went to a place. Sausage, uh, not a Washington thing. Well, it was it wasn't so much the sausage. The sausage was okay. Uh -huh. They gave us a curry ketchup with it, uh -huh. and the curry ketchup was fucking nasty because <laughs> I don't like curry. Like that was like I was like I don't want it, but I'm gonna try it. And uh -huh. I took a bite, and I was like, this is disgusting. Oh, <laughs> I can't eat this. Oh, um, oh. 
But then we went to uh, a, a place called uh, Franz, which is a chocolate place, and that was that was the capper for the tour, and it was uh, it, it was amazing, like the best chocolate I've ever had in my life. Mm. Um, and then we went out for sushi for dinner that night. Um, I didn't get sushi that night. I will say that I had been brave enough during the day. I was like, I'm just going to get fried rice. Uh, <laughs> so I got pork belly fried rice, which was unbelievable. Uh, and then the next day, uh, we went down and visited John Hancock, uh, who is a YouTuber that I'm friends with. Uh, we met him and his family for lunch and uh, went over and I got to see his big game room and stuff like that, which was really cool. We hung out for probably four or five hours. You got to touch a little Samson. I did. I got to hold a little Samson. Which, which sounds like, like a euphemism for something, but it isn't. One of the rarest NES games ever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And then uh, the next day, we started the journey home. And we took a train called the Empire Builder, which runs between Seattle and Chicago. Which, if you're a board gamer, you know that that's how you lock down a game of Ticket to Ride. That's absolutely correct. Yep. <laughs> um, and the neat thing about the Empire Builder is it is a one-route train that actually splits into two routes, but it's both, both of them are still the Empire Builder. In Spokane, Washington, the train splits in half. Oh, weird. And, and half goes to King Street Station in Seattle, uh -huh. and the other half goes to Union Station in and, Portland. Right. And in the middle of the night, the trains hook up in Spokane, mm -hmm. and they connect, and that's how you go to. That's how you get back to Chicago. That's fucking oh. wacky. Um, so in the morning, we woke up uh, the day after we left Seattle, uh, and we woke up and we're going through Glacier National Park, which was a highlight for me because that was like the one place I wanted to see. Like my national park bucket list is Glacier. That's it. Mm -hmm. Fucking, that's it. I want to go to Glacier. I uh, still didn't get to go to Glacier, but I get to see Glacier at least. Um, yeah. Which is pretty great and makes me want to go again. But Glacier's a short ride. Glacier was about two hours on train. And then you get into Montana and the Dakotas, and it's it's really flat. And it's really boring. And it's wait, called wait, Big wait. Sky for a reason. I was going to say Montana was flat. Montana's flat, dude. Like, huh. once you get out of the Rockies, Montana's fucking... Like there's a hill every once in a while, but it's not. God, there are some foot. We, uh, we, uh, Bob and I used to work with a dude at a uh, Fox who, uh, who actually came down to Florida from South Dakota. So we kind of thought that he was on like a retirement kick. This is where he's going to be. Mm -hmm. And he apparently loved Fox so much that he hauled ass back to South Dakota as soon as he was able to. <laughs> but he posts pictures. What's that? Understandably. Yeah, he posts, but he posts pictures from South Dakota like all the time, and it's like, God, that that uh, place is like a fucking living painting. So South Dakota has the Black Hills though. Montana, oh, oh, Montana's okay. Montana's big sky country. Right. It's once you get through once you get through Glacier and mm -hmm. you're through that little stretch of the Rockies. Yeah. It's flat. That's like, it. It's it's a little undulation, mm -hmm. but it's not like it's not like going into it's not like coming out of Denver where it's like oh god oh god oh god yeah. you know it's like oh that's a hill all right <laughs> yeah, like every once in a while you're like oh look there's a mountain off in the distance it's like <laughs> forty miles that way but other than that it's just like sky. Mm -hmm. Kind of it's, it's really cool for like two hours and then mm -hmm. you're like all right can we fucking see something else <laughs> uh and you don't mm -hmm. you don't see anything else because that's all you fucking see through north dakota and montana is fucking sky mm -hmm. uh and then the next day we're into the midwest you know we go through minnesota we're mm -hmm. through wisconsin uh, across the Mississippi, I think three times on, on that little journey, which is pretty cool. Mm -hmm. uh, and then into Chicago, we stayed at a, uh, a hotel called Freehand Chicago, 
which is pretty cool because it's a hotel and hostel. Mm -hmm. So there's hostel rooms, but there's also rooms where you actually get a bed. Yeah. Uh, and it's like a super chill hotel and it was 80 bucks and we're like smack dab downtown Chicago. You know where the, the um, Shake Shack is downtown Chicago? Yes, I do. Yeah. We're mm -hmm. like right around the corner. Yeah. Like maybe half a block away from it. You're within spitting distance from 40 other restaurants that are way better than Shake Shack. Yeah, but that was what was open. Uh, really? Yeah. Oh, Fat Baby should have been open. And that was about like three, two, two blocks away from there, I think. We were tired. Well, okay. All right. <laughs> like, okay. Like, I know. We wanted something simple and we wanted milkshakes. Mm-hmm. And it was a good milkshake. Um, and then the next day we were home and that's my trip to Seattle. Cool. So now that I've talked for 40 minutes, I'm going to sit back. <laughs> now my, my throat hurts. Now let me remind you that when we uh, hopped on to this podcast initially, you were going to like, you were going to like stick it up for a little bit and be like, all right. So yeah, yeah I, I was, I was going to, I knew you weren't going to be able to hold that line though. That was, so bo bottom line. Okay. Bottom line about the trip. Um, absolutely enamored with the Pacific Northwest. Um, just head over heels in love with the place. The, the most, the most on my wavelength I've ever felt in a place. Mm -hmm. uh, I was comfortable everywhere I went, um, even downtown Seattle, which is is rife with problems. Like just there, there's lots of homelessness. There's lots of issues in downtown Seattle. I never once felt unsafe. I never once felt like I was in. I wasn't where I was supposed to be. I felt comfortable the whole time I was there. It's kind of like how you felt when you found Chicago. I think. Um, because I walked in and I was like, yep, hmm. this is it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and I kind of expected that shine to rub off after a few days. Um, but going to as many different places as we did. Oh, I got to go to the, the Seattle Kraken's practice facility and, and see their, their ice and which was really cool. Man, the one thing you didn't mention. Yeah. Gasworks. Fucking Gasworks. That was the last day. All right. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> okay. Uh, Gasworks Park is. This is like I haven't been there, and this is like one of the most beautiful spots on uh, one of the most beautiful beautiful cuts of like our pop cultural yeah uh, tapestry that I think I've ever seen. Uh, sorry. You. It's your, yeah, it's, it's your yeah. trip. It's your yeah. trip. No, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. Um. So one of the things, and, and I got I got to preface the talk about Gasworks with with something about Seattle itself with one of the reasons it's on my wavelength. Mm -hmm. Uh. I mean. I'm I'm a bleeding heart. I I want to do as much as I can for the environment. I want to, I mean, I talked about our compost bin outside. Mm -hmm. uh, Seattle and the little gangster the Garza. Yeah, the little, little, little ass old <laughs> outside. Uh, Seattle is a really interesting town because they do citywide composting. Mm -hmm. They do a major citywide recycling program, and obviously you have your your normal garbage. Mm. Now, Bob, what's the size of your garbage can in Orlando? It's pretty big. I couldn't tell you its volume, but it's pretty, it, pretty fucking massive, though, right? Like, yeah, it, can, it comes up to like mid chest, right? I can, yeah, hide yeah, yeah, it. yeah it, exactly. It's we, something we could hide. We in. proved that. Um, <laughs> the one that goes out on the sidewalk in Seattle is probably about the size of something you would put under your desk for your normal like landfill trash. Hmm. Everything else goes into composting or recycling. And that's kind of the identity that Seattle has. And that leads me to talking about Gasworks Park. Gasworks Park was a place that I needed to go to because I'd seen pictures of it. And it was something that was just kind of quintessentially Seattle. For one, you get the entire skyline of the city. You, you get to stand right on the right on the shore of Puget Sound. And it's an un, uninterrupted view of 
the skyline of Seattle, and it's gorgeous. You know, you get the Space Needle, you get all the downtown buildings. It's fantastic. Is is Puget Sound where pugs come from? I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> they just they just emerge from the depth. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and that's that's where we get pugs. Um, Duh. But Gasworks Park is the former gasworks for the city of Seattle. Mm. This is where the natural gas is processed. This is the natural gas was then distributed out to the homes in the various neighborhoods in Seattle, which of course is no longer necessary. Mm -hmm. It's not something that anyone needs, not something that anyone uses. So why fucking keep this thing, right? Well, because you can recycle it, you can reuse it, and you can reduce its impact by turning it into things that people are going to use. Mm -hmm. So there is the actual gasworks facility itself is currently fenced off. It's not something you're able to go into because it is unsafe, even though people still go into it and spray paint. Oh, yeah, I'd be all up in that shit. <laughs> oh, I know you would. Just getting photos and but, injuring myself. But it's gorgeous. Yeah, it's, it's this it's a rust brown building. There's all kinds of like fucking gauges and dials and hoses and pipes and all kinds of shit. It's stunning. I, I keep making TF2 jokes about it because it looks like a TF2 map. It does. It looks yeah. like a TF2 map. <laughs> uh, but then there's other parts of the park as well where you actually get the processing facility where things were actually put into the tanks and piped out. And that's a performance center now. Like when we were there, there was a band performing live, mm -hmm. like an orchestra practicing. There's picnic benches in this facility where you're able to go and eat. There are old things, like old parts of the gasworks that have been turned into playground equipment for people to go on. And it's it's just, it's it's the most quintessential Seattle thing I can think of. Like it's this huge thing that could easily be an eyesore and could have just been so simple to say, no, fuck it, tear it down, we don't need it. Mm -hmm. Instead, you're turning into something beautiful. And that's kind of what they're doing actually with uh, Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle. Uh, Climate Pledge Arena is the old key arena where the Seattle Supersonics used to play. And what they've done is they took the roof of Key Arena, which was built in, uh, Key Arena was built for the 1965 World's Fair that was in Seattle. Yeah. Uh, and what they did, it became a historical landmark. And rather than lose the historical landmark, they have suspended this, I think, Five million pound roof up in the air and what they did is they gutted everything that was underneath it and took out the old facility and built a new modern state-of-the-art one underneath it to maintain the sight lines because it is something that is considered a historical landmark wow and it's just like man that's so fucking cool to me yeah like i i just I, I fell in love with the place i i, I wish uh I, I, I don't know. It's it's just it's that's it's a, awesome. That's something you'll find it's endemic in a lot of bigger cities too. And they True. they try to they try to retain as much of their identity as much of their identity as they possibly can. Yeah. Which is why you find like, which is why you find like um, a restoration project in the middle of like a Clark Avenue or something in Chicago that'll just have like the facade of an old building still up and everything everything behind it is like literally empty except sure. for support struts because oh, they yeah. want to keep the they want to keep the cladding and the sculpting yeah you know like yeah. seeing a, seeing what went uh, what went on behind the um oh what was that that theater on Clark Street where it branches off into Broadway it's a massive freaking theater now but the front of it you can tell that like half of it is uh, half of its original molding and the other half is like something new that they had to uh, put on because they expanded it northward and when you look at pictures of how that was accomplished, you're like, are you fucking kidding me? These guys very clearly or very nearly cut their noses off despite their faces in doing so. And it was, well, yeah, part of 
that town's core identity is architecture. Mm -hmm. You can't look at something like the Wrigley building and say it isn't so. Almost nobody uses that fucking thing and it's still there. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot like uh, Soldier Field in Chicago. When they built the new one, they kept yeah. the facade looking almost that, exactly the same. That yeah. is that is a perfect, perfect analogy. That's mm -hmm. that's almost identical to what they happen what happened here. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty cool. I just like it because I was a big Urbex whore. And uh, and also Seattle's um, I don't know if this is like I don't know if this is, I don't know if I'm misconstruing this or anything, but I think like Seattle has like a huge identity among like steampunk buffs. And uh, Gasworks Park is kind of like a, a, a center stone to that. Yeah. Um, it, because there's also the underground and the yep. fact that the, the Sherry Priest novel Bone Shaker was written in Seattle to place there. Uh, so there's a lot of that there. So seeing like, you know, something with all these rusty dials and gauges popping out of it, it's just sitting on like a focal point on the horizon, uh, uh, viewable on the shore from like the other side of the river is just like, ah, that is a sight. That's something, that's something remarkable. Um, so that was fun. Yeah, it was a hell of a trip. Uh, can't wait to go back. I, I, I really can't. It was. It's, it sounds like your train trip was a hell of a lot better than mine. When I went from Orlando to Boston up the the East Coast, mm -hmm. where if I wasn't like in the backwoods of like North Carolina, I was going like straight through Washington D.C. and New York City with all the f grime and filth on the left and right all around me. Oh man, I can't wait to get my nose up in that filth. Oh, there was <laughs> there was plenty of that. Uh-huh. I mean, I don't I don't want to make it sound like it was all wine and roses. Like it was it was nasty. There were there were parts of the trip where I was just like, dude, that is this fucking sketchy ass neighborhood. But mm -hmm. uh Portland is Portland's crazy. Yeah. Like legit. Like Portland is like driving through there, it was like thousands and thousands and thousands of camps of just tents along the train tracks of people just sleeping along the train tracks. Now that's Jesus unexpected. Christ. Uh, yeah. And there's, and there's some of that in Seattle too. Like there was, there was people just set up in tents on, on the street corners in Seattle. But like, like I said, I didn't feel unsafe. I didn't feel threatened. I didn't feel scared. Even the guy that yelled at us that he wasn't asking for money for drugs. <laughs> it was like, yeah, you are, but okay. <laughs> I don't believe you. <laughs> I'll just go off and grab you an egg like, muffin. You can put uh, your money where we, you have this. We just, literally. We just want our donuts, dude. Like leave us alone. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was uh, it, it was it was a hell of a trip. Even even with all the disgusting bits, like you know, I, I I say what I said about about Reno because Reno was kind of or Nevada was kind of the concentrated aspect of like this is the worst of what I'm seeing. This mm -hmm. is where all of the grime is this is where all of the tents are this is where all the homeless camps are and all of the tent cities and tire fires and fucking like you know barrel fires where people are cooking over a barrel like, mm -hmm. like hobo style that i'm seeing was mainly in nevada but mm -hmm. that was also in california it was in oregon um it, it was in colorado i'm sure it was in utah but i slept through utah because fuck utah um <laughs> and it was dark like, yeah i couldn't see anything um, That's kind of a bummer about Utah because that was a visual feast. Utah, I, I would like to do. See, so the next time through, I would actually like to do the reverse of what I did. Okay. Like I would like to do Chicago to Seattle, mm -hmm. and then Seattle down to San Francisco, and then San Francisco to Chicago. Okay. Um, just so I can kind of experience it in reverse, mm -hmm. uh, so I can see the things I didn't get to see because you go through at different times. Um, because like when you go through Utah on the way back, it's first thing in the morning as opposed to nine o'clock at night. Right. So, yeah, I don't know. I I I'd, I'd like to see that. So you hit the same cities then? Yeah, it'd be the same cities. And one of the other things we decided is when we do it again because it was awesome. I, I would I would 
I would urge people to do train travel. Mm -hmm. um, but the thing I would suggest is that when you do train travel, make stops along the way. Yeah, uh, because because like, you didn't get out of Colorado, right? Yes, that's one that, of the things that would change next time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You you have to. Yeah, especially. Uh, I don't know if this is going to be on the stop. Manitou Springs must be fucking sane. Manitou Springs was not on the stop, but there are plenty of places that where we're driving through the Rockies, mm -hmm. like we're in like right along the Colorado River, and I was like. There's 45 fucking hotels in this resort town. We could get off for here and stay for a week. Yeah, mm -hmm. and be happy as pigs and shit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would I would suggest train travel. I would suggest stopping and, and getting out along the way, and you know, booking your tickets so you're you're doing one night and then stopping for a couple of days, then one night and stopping for a couple of days, just because one, it's going to be easier on your ass because train seats are hard, uh, and two, there's there's a lot of fucking country out there. Mm -hmm. And a lot of it's goddamn gorgeous, mm -hmm. and it it really deserves to be explored. So, and, and that's as fucking sappy as we're gonna get you, goddamn. <laughs> God. So, <laughs> all right, Corey's turn. I'm not talking anymore. My throat hurts. Uh, <laughs> I don't actually. No, I I, I did have some. The uh, the busker system in Seattle uh, kind of reminded me a little bit of how um there was. I didn't see a whole lot of blight on my trip. Well, no, no, it's, that's not that's not true. I saw a shit ton of blight on my trip. But for some reason, I didn't really register it as such. Uh, register it as something negative, uh, 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 as opposed to like something that was just new information. So whenever, I, whenever there was something that would have been like um, you know, a, a negative or something scary to me, I just kind of like pack it away. The weirdest, the weirdest I got uh, on my trip out was on the way back when I had to stop in San Antonio. I think I mentioned this already because. Um, that was where I got like almost mobbed by a bunch of homeless people saw me coming out of an H&M because I had to go grab a jacket and there weren't any other stores nearby. So I was like, oh, here's an H&M. And I got like a this uh, big, um, this big coat. It was like the 12th doctor's coat, but it was on sale for like uh, 60 bucks. Is that your wool coat? It's the wool coat. That's yeah. a really nice coat. Yeah, thank you. Um, <laughs> um, so like they saw me coming out and all of a sudden there was just like, um, there was an episode of Seinfeld where like Kramer was being mobbed by a bunch of people for not wearing a ribbon or something. And when they saw him come out of a store, they're like, that's the guy that would not wear the ribbon. That's what it felt like. Just fucking old. It's just like homeless people just like homing in on my position. And I literally ducked back into H&M as my, you know, fucking yuppie safe haven from, <laughs> from you know, the threat of the unfortunate. I felt like a dick, but <laughs> we, we, we actually but, we actually learned a really cool move mm -hmm. uh, from our donut tour leader uh, to to deal with to deal with people asking for money, uh -huh. which normally I don't I don't care about. But this this is the dude that yelled at us about not not I don't want any drugs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so when he started walking towards us, like she's she's talking, she's animated, she's all into it, and she catches him at the corner of her eye, and she just turns around. Mm -hmm. And I was like, is that the is that the tour? Like, what, yeah. what's going? What the fuck is going on? And then the homeless guy walks through and starts yelling at us. And uh -huh. as he gets out of earshot, she turns around and back at the door. I'm like, oh my god, that was brilliant. Uh -huh. That was fucking brilliant. Yep, it's camouflage. Holy shit, yeah, it was camouflage. It's, uh, feel free to cut this out. It's cracker camouflage. It's yeah, in Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> because there was there was that one uh, instance. Speaking of fucking fat baby, um, when uh me and uh, uh, uh my friend Paul I was working with over at um. The place mm -hmm. that was where the guy kept accosting me for money, and then Paul was like, "Okay, well, here, here's like five dollars." And then, you know, I ended up getting his taco afterwards because it felt like an asshole again. Um, but 
this guy got his cash from Paul and then he came back to me again. And he's like, oh man, how about, how about you? And I'm like, man, you just asked me like two times. Somebody at work told me that like, you just turned your back to him. And uh, as long as uh, they think you don't see him, then you don't see him. And that's the rule or some weird shit. The, the thing, the thing about dealing with homeless people is that um, now when they're when they're on mass, it's fucked up because yeah. it's almost like an absurdist kind of a yeah. performance art that's going on, you know. So you never really know if like <laughs> there's a flash mob like, for you. What's that? Oh, oh like a, oh, yeah. Well, fuck it. It could be a flash mob for all I know because if if something seems like that much of a concerted effort, you don't really know. You're going to take every precaution you can and not being on the wrong side of that because you're just going to look like an asshole no matter what you fucking do. You're coming out of an H and goddamn M with a clearance <laughs> coat on that still costs 60 fucking bucks. Okay. None of that's going to go towards your shame fund. There's no way to save face after pulling a move like that. So that's all I could do. Um... Las Vegas had a great way of handling it, though, and that was what the that was what the pitch system in Seattle reminded me of over at Pikes, is that um, now you couldn't really tell who was homeless over on the strip because everybody's fucked up and ugly and dirty, but most of those are tourists, <laughs> which is part of the Vegas charm, you know. Um, but when you go over to Fremont, you can tell easily because a lot of people over there are kind of like um, the ones the tourists are either like uh, older. Or they're like hipster doofuses that want to go check out the uh, Burning Man sculptures and the Neon Museum. And that was me. So um, going up and down Fremont Street in that area where all the older uh, casinos and stuff are, you'll see these like circles that are painted on the ground. And you're like, this is interesting. What's this? And at about like noon, uh, you begin to see what the primary function of those circles are. And that is where the homeless people hang out for a bit. Now they may actually be doing something. Most of them were like weaving baskets out of uh, bamboo fibers, which I thought was pretty interesting, but like for some reason, everybody, every one of them knew how to do that. And they're really good baskets. Um, and you had a couple of like wacky, you know, gimmick heavy buskers and shit. <coughs> but for the, for the most part, I was just like, okay, well this is how you handle it. And then you cycle them out like in shifts and they have a, they have a way to, or a non-threatening way to, to you know, make what they need to make. And it's like, yeah, that works. I would come out of a casino, maybe about 20 bucks richer than when I went in, and I'd be like, all right, five bucks in the case. Why did I do that? Oh, 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 okay. Well, I guess there's no, you know, no way they can uh, misspend that while I'm here. But it was fine. As opposed to San Antonio, where it was just like, you know, a platoon of hobos. <laughs> Platoon of Hobos is my Spin Doctor's cover band. Oh, oh nice. <laughs> so it was cool, yeah. Um, but fucking, um, uh, fucking how, how do we get onto the Platoon of Hobos? Um, how do we get onto any conversation we have? Uh, just letting our minds wander, as, yeah. as, as they ruefully do for the most part. Anyway. Well, that's, that's been my big news, is mm-hmm. that. I, I, I just got back last... Thursday, mm-hmm. last Wednesday, yeah, last Wednesday. Uh, so I've been back a week. Uh, what do you have anything new going on, Bob? Uh, I had Wade Barrett tell me I have a stupid hat. Uh, <laughs> what was on the hat, Bob? Uh, it said Creek. Was it go. goatee again? <laughs> I, I'm at work and I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm passing by the. Sorry, what? Go, go ahead. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Now you guys are having your own little conversation. I'm just fucking here listening. No, I'm, no, no, I'm just remembering something very important. Your turn. 
Okay. I'm passing by the uh, the craft table at work, and I see Wade Barrett. He's there talking to, like, some referees and some other, te- uh, like, Nigel, and they're talking about their fantasy football league, mm-hmm. which is kind of surreal. And he glances over, and he looks at the my Cretans Guild hat that I'm wearing. He says, mm-hmm. what in the bloody hell is a Cretans Guild? That's my best. Oh, that accent is fucking. <laughs> Thank you. That's actually I, not far off from how he sounds. It is, yeah. isn't it? No. <laughs> oh, that's, that's, yeah. That's about what Barrett sounds like. Oh, okay. <laughs> Wait, is this bad news, Barrett? Yeah. Yes. Oh shit! No kidding. Is he still having bad stew? No, he. What? Oh, you. <laughs> shit. We were, were you, I thought you were around for that. I'm sorry. No, it was. Um, we were riffing bad news Barrett headlines once. Yeah, yeah. I'm afraid I've got some bad stew. Or I've had some bad stew. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Which now he's one of the commentators. Real name is Stew. <laughs> oh. Yeah, he he's one of the commentators for NXT. Oh, that's and, cool. Uh, he he points out my hat, and I said it's just some garbage podcast. Like, well, why are you wearing the hat then? I lost the bet. I don't know. <laughs> And and none of the truth came out, so he's gonna have to discover this for himself. Well, if he does, uh, I wouldn't say he. This is our 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 Zed game that we brought tonight, but oh man, no. See what I want. I, oh shit! I hope this happens now. He he hears one of our episodes. He hears this episode. I don't know. This is one of our better ones because we're being like moderate or arguably wholesome. No, no wait. No, we spent 30 minutes talking about feces. Never mind. Yeah, Superman taking a yeah. shit. Uh, yeah, which just, is on par with we us. Were provided with a travelogue to like the liberal mecca of the United States. This doesn't offset the filth that came right before it. That tidal wave of diarrhea that it served as like it uh, wasn't huh? a tidal wave of diarrhea. No? It was a yearly diamond poop. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I mean, let's let's. That's a renewable resource. It's a renewable Superman resource. Can power the Earth with his diamond turds. That's 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 true. But what? I power... wish I had a ceramic bowl and a marble to make that sound effect right now. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, Lois and Rick. Did you crack the porcelain again? No, Lois. That really happens, you know. <laughs> shit. I mean, I wish, but shit. God, here we go. Okay. <laughs> oh, there's red. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Got red on you. <laughs> anyway, so he hears an episode. He ends up liking it or something. Maybe he's just like morbidly fascinated by it. We should get next time. Does he have a cameo? I don't know. That's worth looking into now. <laughs> Ooh. The next time, well, like he walks into the locker room one day and he looks everybody in the eye square. Like thinking, oh shit, what's this? And he goes, ladies and gentlemen, and pulls out an iPod. I'm afraid I've got some bad news. Creighton's <laughs> 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 Go Podcast, brother! Fucking lead in by girlfriend. Everybody in the locker room is paying attention now because they have no idea what kind of a one-two punch. <laughs> <laughs> of absolute like fucking just degeneracy is coming right for him, and they should know. They should know. It was like, eh, that's Dwayne Gill. What's he doing nowadays? He's mm. hawking. He's hawking garbage podcast. He's hard. He's like, eh, you know what he's up to. This can't be good. <laughs> so, Bob, you you talked to Wade Barrett, Corey. What have you got going on? Um, it was October. It was. Yeah, right. It still is, in fact. Well, okay, I'm moving to the East Coast. That's that's the big thing. But I want to I want to do that yet until I know how much it is because because remember, well, like the last time I made a big move to 
excuse me, let me get the fucking mush mouth out. The last time I made like any sort of a major life change, it was really fun like doing the podcast from there. So sure. I kind of okay. want to like hold out on that and not not be like, hey guys, guess where I'm going? You know, it's, especially since I don't really like you know tune on my own load like that anyway. Um, so it's been October and we have we have traditions for October. And one of my October traditions is that I try to cram down. Most people like to do a gauntlet of scary movies because, you know, two hours a night. It's not a whole lot of time invested. I like to do video games, which is so much more time invested. So um, this year, uh, I actually got an early start on this um, because I knew it was going to take a while. Uh, I started. Um, oh, I not only played a couple of games, get to those in a second, but I, uh, I also tried doing like a 31 scary games per day thing on uh, on Instagram, on Instagram stories. And that's been really cool because through that way I get to touch like a bunch of stuff that's like on my uh, on my library, uh, my eShop library and my Steam library that I usually would be like, oh, I'll wait until I'm done with something else. And I'm still playing Witcher 3 two years later. <laughs> and, and and I don't get around to like all these like del- these like wonderful little indie things that'll take like three to four hours at most to try to finish. So it's been really cool, and it's uh, it's been really cleansing, uh, kind of because well, most of those games are really short, and I've been able to beat them all. Um, but the bigger ones this year have been um, the Sinking City. Uh, some less bigger ones if I'm making a candy co- a candy corn run through Dragon uh, Dragon Quest through Costume Quest Two. Um, then, uh, well, Animal Crossing, you know, you have to get candy and shit. And then I played, uh, something from Torture Star Video, which is a publisher of independent horror games called The Horror of Salazar House, which I'm still in the middle of. And that's fucking fantastic. Um, you can keep up with the 31 games. I don't have them, like, uh, highlighted or anything, but they're on my Hoochador Instagram if anyone's fucking curious. Probably not. I don't know. But... At least come for the games, because all of them are solid picks in my estimation. Neat. And that is fucking that. What have you been doing for Halloween? I've been going to a bunch of uh, Orlando scare thingies. Yeah, that's your ritual. Yeah, I go to, I've mm-hmm. went to Halloween Horror Nights six times. Uh, I've done a couple of drive through experiences. Uh, yeah, I, I can't. Yeah, I can't. Well, I, I had a... Um, that's a, a lot of pizza fries. What? That's a lot of pizza fries. Yeah, it is, but I only had it <laughs> once. That that was the special thing about this trip. Aside from like houses, I tried to like keep everything to an individual visit. Uh-huh. Right, right. Um, I did like a, a rip tour, which is mm-hmm. a specialized personalized tour where they take you just straight to all the houses. Oh, the RIP. The, the guide yeah, the guide gives you like uh little uh background stories behind some of the houses, which uh-huh actually made some of the houses really clear after that because you go through them blind you're like what the hell is going on in here i don't care i'm having fun so so like for the i'm I'm guessing for the original houses and not the licensed ones because you're gonna know what stranger things is in reference to right yeah yeah that's fucking that's no that's pretty cool i didn't know that because a lot of my favorite houses at halloween horror nights are the original ones oh yeah obviously son of a bitch there was like one or two houses this year where they, the back the the backstory needed to be explained because you're just walking through you're like what is this I don't know but I'm still enjoying myself which house is this uh it's called scary Ohio yeah it, that is kind of a 
That's kind of vague, isn't it? Kind of like this fictional town in Ohio, which then they found out there really is a Cary, Ohio. Uh-huh. Um, where all the uh, supernatural things were taking place uh, within the Horror Nights mythos universe. Uh-huh. So there's That's like cool. an insane asylum. There's like all these other things. And then that they built a house. It's basically a lot like um, Slaughter Cinema, where they took like all these different things and just mushed them into one house. Oh, where it was so kind of like a best like of. Yeah. God, Slaughter Cinema was so good. <laughs> I hope they bring back like a, sla- a Slaughter Cinema 3 or something next year. Because I'd be Although, totally down for that. That would be really cool. Yeah. Um, so I did that. I did two drive through uh, scare zones. Um, mm-hmm. I made videos for both of those. One was okay. Mm-hmm. The other one, total waste of time. Aww. Like, th- Which there was wasn't even there weren't even scare actors in the first scene we went through. The lights came up, there was some noise, and then it said, "All right, move along." What? Oh wow! Was that the one at the Oviedo Mall or? No, the Oviedo Mall one was good. That was uh, Scream and Stream. That's uh, one you did last year, right? Uh, no, I did Haunted Road last year, and I really enjoyed it. So when I did it this year, it sucked. That mm. sucks. Yeah, it was really bad. Maybe um, they went on to. Maybe they moved on to Halloween Horror Nights. <laughs> I, yeah, maybe they because they had a they had a bunch of scare actors last year, and I guess that's because why they had so many actors because there wasn't anything else going on. Yeah, but uh, also they introduced uh, SeaWorld started doing Hello Scream this year. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Which was fantastic. That's normally a Bush Garden thing. Yeah, right? it is. And they they expanded it to SeaWorld for the first time this year, and it's a lot like Horror Nights Light. Um, right. Four houses, four scare zones. But, man, yeah, I had a lot of fun on that night. I oh, went with a bunch yeah, of friends. See, SeaWorld needs the revenue. Well, yeah. And yeah. I haven't been to SeaWorld in years. So, mm-hmm. Like, a long, long time. So the whole time, like, I don't know where anything is. I'm glad you know where stuff is because I'm just going to follow you. Hey, look, there's oh, this is cool. The yeah. scare zones were better. The houses were on par with Horror Nights. Mm-hmm. Um, the the entertainment, the shows were actually better, in my opinion. Well, better really? than better than the Academy of Villains. Yes, well, Academy of Villains isn't there anymore, and that's <gasps> done and gone with. Yeah, Aww. they got they got into some legal trouble last time. Oh. Uh... Yeah, oh, I had... have, uh, they were abusing some of their performers. Uh, yeah, I was going to be like, I wonder if that has anything to do with the uh, shutdown that we had the last year. <laughs> nope, it had nothing to do with the shutdown. It had to do with them just being terrible people who ran it. Oh, wow. that sucked. Yeah. Uh, so they did something this year at Horror Nights called um, Nightmare Fuel. It should have uh-huh. just been, we'll burn your face off. Because eh. yeah. it, it had fire py- pyrotechnics that, that just really in my face and just constant fire, fire, mm-hmm. fire, fire. And I'm sitting in the third row, right in front of the fire. goddamn explosion. <laughs> and it, it, and a combination of... Jacobs and he's thoroughly unimpressed. <laughs> I was expecting <laughs> Kane to pop out at some point. Because <laughs> the, 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 the fire effects were going off so frequently and so often. Mm-hmm. Bursts of flames shooting straight up that one, the, the heat was hitting me and it was already hot as humid outside mm-hmm. but then the lights started affecting me it's like okay i gotta keep looking down and close my eyes because the the intensity of the fire was just too much oh. it got to the point where halfway through the show i got up and i i said to the team members like i gotta leave i can't be here anymore okay we'll go up the stairs and go out and out through the exit no i'm not going up the stairs i will fall over i this is the exit i'm going that way 
Okay. It, yeah. It. Uh, I mean, there were some great things about Horror Nights. That was not one of them. That's for sure. That's tragic. The villain, the Academy of Villains, was like one of the things that I looked forward to on every uh, when we went to those. Yeah, I they were they were entertaining. Yeah, I mean, that was the one like cyberpunk show they had a few years ago. Yeah. Oh my god, that like uh, the the like uh, the laser fighting thing that they did with the invisible frame, that still blows my mind. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But for that, you had to sit in the right position. To yeah, see it yeah, correctly. that's true. I mean, but and the, and the other thing that really sucks is that like. God damn it! It really fucking blows. It like it, it felt it, it like fell over from an administrative level because what are those people gonna fucking do? <laughs> it's not like it's they're gonna be you know their day job at the Gap is gonna pay the bills and shit, but that's what they are. They're stunt performers, yeah. you know. And outside of like public entertainment, maybe the entertainment industry itself, there's not a whole lot of there's not a whole lot of reliable gigs, you know. Well, stuff is coming back. That's for that sure. bench is pretty fucking deep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. But that was the. I think I'm pretty much done with Halloween stuff until actual Halloween now. So after that, bring on Bonfire Night. Yep. Now I got to keep this pumpkin train rolling until the 31st, and then when the 31st rolls around, I'm going to be in foreign lands. That was that was one of the neat things about Seattle. Is uh, I don't know if you can see that, Bob. I see a big old skeleton. Yeah, that was our entire neighborhood was pretty much decorated for Halloween on like October 2nd. Yeah. They just said, yeah, no, it's Halloween now. <laughs> and just every that. house was decorated in some way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have Ow. four pumpkins. We're ready to cart, but we think it's too early. We need to wait till like three days before Halloween. It's Florida. Those things will melt in an hour. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Jeff. kind of adds to the ambiance. Was that? Oh, the melted <laughs> pumpkins? Yeah. Well, if you did the vomiting pumpkin thing, then yeah, probably. <laughs> but... <laughs> that a couple years ago. Yeah, as Mary told me. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, having one decay like right on the front though, that's just I don't know. That's that's a good way to get Sam to visit you. All right, guys, that I think we're gonna we're gonna kill the show uh, <laughs> because, because it's been it's been like an hour and a half, but it has been awesome talking to you guys as always. Thank you all so much for listening. Thank you so much for subscribing for, for being a part of the Cretans Guild family. We do appreciate you guys listening. Be sure to look us up across social media. We are at Cretans Guild and pretty much every place you can possibly imagine. Be sure to look us up on YouTube, on Spotify, on iHeartRadio somehow. <laughs> All these different places where you can hear us. Uh, and also be sure to follow Bob on YouTube. He is Skipper Bob's Breakdowns. He is an Orlando lifestyle blogger. He does unbelievably incredible work. Be sure to watch Skipper Bob's Blacklight Tours. The goddamn best reviews I have seen about Orlando resorts in ages. And I'm not just saying that because you're my buddy. I, I, I legitimately have bragged about you to anyone that will listen over the last like month since you put out that first one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you can follow me on on YouTube as well. I am Square Pegs. I am the one without Sarah Jessica Parker. I'm going to be talking about all your favorite video games, retro and modern. Uh, I, I just passed my thousand subscribers earlier in the month. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so it's 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 awesome. Uh, I, I really appreciate it. And be sure to follow uh, Corey on Instagram. He is at Huchador. Uh, his stuff is fantastic. He is not going to tout his own stuff because that is what he does. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. but the Halloween thing has been pretty fun. Yeah, the Halloween thing has been really cool. I, I, I've been liking that, yeah. <laughs> uh, so from me to you... 
Nah, I'm letting. I'm giving. I'm giving Bob an easy one today. I'm not gonna talk about tout. Today. All right. Okay. No, no tout. We're not gonna tout. We're not gonna talk about tout. We're not gonna say tout. Mm-hmm. We're not gonna bring up tout. We're not gonna tell people to listen to us on tout. Tout isn't a thing. We're gonna give it a break until the next episode. Okay. We'll bring back. The, bring back the the tout shout. We're not, we're not even the tout s- shout. We're not even gonna syllabize it like no. Not even. We're not gonna say tout. We're not gonna bring it up. Okay. I've been twenty timing it. It's been twenty five seconds worth of tout talk. So from all of us to you, we thank you so much for listening. We thank you so much for being a part of the Cretans Guild family. And we say to you, all your dogs and cats, <laughs> welcome to the Guild. Yeah! This was a podcast of the Podfix Network. You can check out more shows like it at podfixnetwork.com. Ever wonder why your kid won't listen? Ever wonder why your mom is so bossy? Well, we do all the time. That's why we created our podcast. Love these Mavadaja Talks with Bryn and Flynn. Through a series of open and honest conversations, Flynn and I hope to deepen our understanding of each other and help other parents and children deepen their understandings of what goes on in their day-to-day struggles. (laughs) And more. We are officially now on the Podfix Network. Also, find us anywhere you download your podcasts. Hey, Flynn, I love these mother-daughter talks. Me too. Let's see you in our next episode. This is the Irrationally Exuberant. I'm Reed Messerschmidt. Family, friends, fans, Bono, I see you over there. Looks like a carelessly basted turkey with the head still on, but the head got stung by a bee and it's allergic to bees. Johnny, are you awake, Johnny? Yes, Bigfoot. I was just smelling your arm fur and thinking about how much I love you. I love you more than that old moon and his bright little friends the story of the time I found myself in front of the frying pan at three in the morning, drunk of course, wearing a bloodstained suit and a backpack full of potatoes. This is the story of the time a grizzled old hobo asked me if I was okay. The Irrationally Exuberant is a podcast, but also art. Find it at theirrationallyexuberant.com, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Iceberg Slim and Bees and Roy Orbison. What could these things possibly have in common?